It don't matter what I try I just can't win and I don't know why There's a fork in every road I pick the wrong one and then I go American loser, yes I am Disenfranchised from everything well, I fall up and I fall down An American loser the day I was born Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of American Loser. Hey. Uh, it is the podcast that puts the spotlight firmly on second, second place. place, baby. We like to cover the biggest losers in American history, and this is yet another one of our Halloween-themed episodes. We're putting out some extra content, baby. There are a lot of losers, man. Especially for Halloween, brother. So, <laughs> that voice, as you guessed it, I am your host, KP Burke. Uh, with me, as always, behind the ones and twos, who else other than the big kahuna? Hey, what's going on, man? And, uh... Also joining us in studio here is uh, Rich McDonald. Rich, say hello. Hey, what's going on, Rich? How you doing? Rich, Rich. Oh, he's uh, he can't make Crickets. it. Oh, yeah. Crickets. He can't make it. His uh, his piece of shit car broke down, and uh, he lives on a farm up in North Jersey. Uh, that is right. Old McDonald has a farm. Correct. <laughs> All right. I know. I know. It hurt me to say it, too. Oh, no. I don't know what's worse, that you said it or that I laughed at it. <laughs> well, the uh, the sinister well, laughing, yeah, the sinister laughing from the other side of the table is our other guest, the meanest girl in all of New Jersey, uh, the scourge of Home Depot. Well, I thought it was the meanest girl in the world. No. Meanest girl Just in Jersey? Jersey for now, but... Uh, oh, that's disappointing. There's some, uh, we're going to talk about somebody pretty mean today. So I've room to, to improve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not that easy yeah, being mean. Your meanness goes down a peg after we uh, talk about the person we're going to talk about today here. Carrie Burke, how are you, though? I'm all right. How are you? You're good. Not bad. I'm happy you're here. Um, Always good to see you. Yeah. Carrie offered to bring us uh, some Rook coffee earlier, which I thought would have been very nice. If you've excited. never tried it, go try Rook. I still never try Rook coffee. I've never had it once in my life. What was the last time you I were you on had. the show, by the way? What was the last time Carrie was here? Eons ago. It's been a minute. Yeah, we had, had to postpone her it's been for like this been like two one. minutes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But uh, she's been, um, she's appealed to get back on. She got released early from the correctional facility that was housing her. And, uh... Unwise by their account. Yeah. <laughs> Good behavior, my ass. Well, we're going to go ahead and we're going to dive into uh, <laughs> this week's loser here. I'm pretty excited because uh, we're, we're giving you guys extra content because uh, we love you guys. We love the listeners. We really do. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. A written review really helps us out on that one. We're going to keep growing the show. This is all leading up to our uh, our big Halloween episode. we got one more that I'm going to have to record later this week, Cones. Gotcha. I'm thinking... I'm thinking Thursday night we're going to do it. Maybe come in late or something. That's all right. Or if you want to come with me, i got a show at Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club, me and Mike Cannon together. I'll bring you in. You come see the show for free, and we come over here and do the podcast. What day? This Thursday. Let's do it. Hell yeah, I'm, baby. I'm game. I just got to make sure that I'm not working with Ming. I'm good to go. No problem. I got to make sure that I'm not getting fired from that club. So, <laughs> it, it got contentious for a minute. <laughs> fair, fair enough. I'm just teasing. That's my home club. Come see me Wednesday and Thursday. This episode will hopefully be out before then. We'll see what happens. It will. You know how good I work. Well, uh, Carrie, I want to ask you something. Since, uh, we were talking earlier about um, uh, we have listeners in Australia now, and my hope that is uh, a beautiful Australian woman will DM me and tell me that uh, she wants to date me. That's the hope. I wish you luck with that. I think it's going to work. Um, no, I'm teasing. I don't have very much luck with women. You know what it is? Because I'm, I'm a pretty happy guy. I'm a pretty content guy. Women want a man with ambition. Is that right, Carrie? I would think so. Yeah. Now, you're not a great um, woman to ask about what uh, – what women want in a man because you don't even want a man. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it is true. Carrie, uh, I, you know, it, it, it's come up in the other shows before. So Carrie's gay. Carrie's got an awesome fiance, Crystal, who we love, and you two are getting married. Yes. You are. It's very exciting. You're getting you married. You are the soon. maid of honor. I am the maid of honor. That is true. I have to plan a, uh, I have to plan a lesbian bachelorette party, Kahuna. That should be fun. Yep. But it's easy. It's uh, anytime I ask people, I say, what should we do for this party? They always say, oh, uh, take them candle making or maybe go to an apple orchard. And I was like, no, they like girls too or going to a strip club. <laughs> so, But uh, women want a man with ambition. I think that's uh, that's the common denominator here. They want, uh, they want a man that's motivated. So imagine here's a young catch for you. Okay, let's say, uh, let's say for a minute, Kahuna, you're a young girl. Okay. Okay. You're a young girl and uh, there's this uh, handsome doctor from New Hampshire all right, who just moved into uh, – 
in the 1880s, moved into uh, Chicago, Illinois. Oh my God, Carrie, did you hear about this doctor that moved in? Yep, you're drooling over him already. <laughs> Ooh, a doctor, a young doctor. And he uh, quickly takes over this drugstore that uh, he's uh, been working in. And he's using the profits from this drugstore because he actually buys the drugstore. And um, he uses it to buy a lot across the street from the drugstore and starts building a three-story hotel on the empty lot. And you're like... This catch keeps getting better and better, mm-hmm. right? So uh, this actual hotel becomes known as the castle. But unfortunately, like uh, most great catches out there, uh, this doctor had a tough time meeting the right woman. He really did. His pharmacy career was taking off. He had these insurance policies that kept paying dividends for him, making him even more wealthy. And then after construction is finished enough on his castle, our poor doctor is such a lonely little guy that he had to take out an article in the personal ads listing himself as... We mentioned a wealthy doctor just hoping to meet her, a nice girl, you know, just looking for the right woman. There's plenty of fish in the sea, but we'd certainly better hope that there was only one Dr. H.H. Holmes. (laughs) Oh, God. If you know about uh, Dr. Uh, H.H. Holmes already, you guys know exactly what you're in store for. I'm not going to front, man. Like, once you you said hotel, I was like, oh, no, I know exactly who this dude is. Mm -hmm. This dude's sick. This is um this guy. I'll put it to you this way. I started writing this episode. I'm just getting over being sick, so I've. This been is the true Halloween episode. Like this motherfucker was creepy. Yes, absolutely. And I feel like no one knows who he is though, unless you mention the house. Well, it's uh, it becomes known as the murder house. So, <laughs> like or the no murder one has castle. any idea, and then you say that, and they're like, "Oh, that guy." Yep. It is uh, literally every horror movie has some sort of homage to him in it, almost. He's a terrifying guy, um, but we're going to go ahead and cover him here this week uh, in one of our uh, Halloween episodes, as you mentioned, Cahoons. Mm-hmm. Without further ado, here is H.H. H. Holmes. So, born Herman Mudgett. That would make you a killer alone if you were named Herman Mudgett. In New Hampshire in 1861, live free or die. Um, that is uh, what they say up in New Hampshire. Uh, live free or die by my hands is H.H. Uh, H. Holmes's thing. He is said to have had a relatively normal childhood. Although, as an adolescent, he displayed a fascination with skeletons. Carrie, do you remember when you were a young girl and you told us that you wanted to get a mohawk and we all laughed at you? Yes. And now you have a mohawk. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> of sorts, right? Um, well, uh, this guy's got an obsession with uh, skeletons and kind of he's into like the idea of dead bodies and stuff like that. That's not weird at all. That's, so, no, that's no, no, perfectly um, normal. Now, Carrie, you're going to get married this year, right? This, this June? 2020. Yeah. So how old are you going to be when you get married? 31. 31. You're almost twice the age of H.H. Holmes the first time he gets married. Mr. Herman Mudgett gets married at age 16 to a woman named Clara, and he fathers a son with her at age 16. All right. That young boy, by the way, goes on to work for the uh, city of Orlando, Florida. All right. Now imagine having a famous dad. A lot of people dream of having a famous dad. We have a famous dad to a degree. Okay. Yeah, he's famous. And you have a famous brother within the confines of New Jersey. Yeah. It's a oh, <laughs> I, I don't know who that is then. It's uh well, I mean, all you to, I send enough customers your way at the Home Depot looking for you for my stand-up acts. So. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, this poor girl Clara winds up marrying this guy. Now he hasn't really done anything bad yet at this time, um, but he decides that he's going to attend the University of Michigan, go Wolverines, um, and he shows promise uh, as a student due to his interest in the anatomy department. Okay. Yeah, what a great place to uh, find the future scientists of America and also the future sociopaths. Right. You know, hey, uh, uh, Mr. Holmes, we ask that you please wear gloves and not use a baseball bat to open the cadavers, please, sir. Sir, no power tools. No power, sir. <laughs> you cannot take this work home with you. Exactly. Uh, what do you mean? Using the other guy's hand to point to him. Um, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, he is especially gifted in dissection. So, Again, uh, not weird at all. Yeah, uh, a peculiar hobby here. Uh, Clara would take their son and return to New Hampshire after continued physical abuse from Holmes. Okay, this is where Holmes starts to show his uh, sociopathic behaviors. He is now stealing medical cadavers. What? From the University of Michigan. He is stealing dead bodies, and then he is burning them. Okay, he will burn sometimes the dead bodies and do other things to mutilate their corpses and then leaves them around uh, out in public to make it look like there was an accident. Okay. Research purposes. Yes. And then he claims, like, what he would do is he would and say... And he would get caught by doing this. Sort of. Um, 
One way that he got caught, I suppose you could call it caught, was that people became aware of what he was doing because what he would do is take an insurance claim out on a person, a life insurance claim, and then say, oh, this is the person. And he would throw them off a building or something like that and they would splatter. And then he would say, oh, yeah, that so-and-so, that's them. They committed suicide, but you can't prove it's them. You know, so I uh, guess you better pay me since I'm the beneficiary of their insurance. He would scam life insurance by creating fake accidents with already dead bodies. Oh, so he's he's the nicest guy. Yeah, he's a good guy right here. Oh, my um, God. So the, the, I don't know how the episodes are going to come out because I'm going to ask you to send me these uh, later today if you can. No problem. Um, but uh, the thing is, is that the order of episodes today, we recorded Harry Houdini, who is such a nice guy, such a beloved guy. And then right afterwards, we're going to cover one of the worst human beings that ever lived. It's such a tonal shift. I was not ready for it. But it's American Loser. Well, I started writing this episode uh, last night. I was already sad because the Yankees had lost and uh, got eliminated from the American League Championship Series. And I was on cold medicine. And uh, I was a little upset because of a couple other things. Then I tried to write this episode at uh, about 2 o'clock in the morning by candlelight in a dark dining room. And once you start hearing some of this creepy ass shit, so you were channeling your inner H H Holmes. Oh, I, I carry, I, I quit writing it, and I went upstairs and I went to bed, and I woke up early this morning to finish it. It sounds like you were having a séance there, like yeah. he was um, sitting across the table from you. Side, it was creepy. Quick side tangent: How do you pick the losers? Um, they, uh, they come raffle. to me in dreams. Uh, <laughs> raffle. <laughs> I'm gonna just assume that's the answer, just for the sake of Halloween. No, they, they pop. I try to find some stuff that's cool on topic i try to find something to cater to the guests so since it is halloween and since carrie does collect dead bodies i figured this was a great You're episode supposed to tell people that <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll now i have to part. change my name and move that's, well i mean that's actually what our boy yeah, Herman down the Mudget does so get this one here's where he becomes even more of a pisser so uh He's uh, taking out these insurance claims against the uh, the dead bodies, right? And then between moving around often due to being associated with disappearances, there's one young boy that he's seen walking around with uh, that then turns up missing. And he goes, oh, yeah, that boy, he went back to Massachusetts. No, Holmes murdered him, all right? They can't prove it. Here's the crazy thing. They actually don't know how many people he murdered, okay? But things tend to disappear on him. If there's a... a uh, 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 usually women was uh, a lot of his targets. He also tends to lie. He is an incredible liar. Some of the people he admitted to killing were still alive when he admitted to killing them. I so, killed them. I'm over here. That's uh, it. They're dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I uh, killed you. What? Oh, I killed you? Yeah, I killed you. Remember? Yeah, you're dead. I'm, I don't know why I'm making him Norm MacDonald from playing <laughs> Burt Reynolds on uh, <laughs> Celebrity Jeopardy. Yeah, H.H. Holmes. Yeah, yeah, kill him. Yeah, what are you going to do? It's a uh, 10-gallon hat. So, Oddly enough, I was picturing Seven walks into the poli- the police station. Detective! <laughs> it uh, it gets creepy, man. It really does. And you can tell that this guy is uh, he's he's evil, man. He's an evil guy. And he is, has such an awesome mustache. You it's, would never think. It's a pretty good one. He kind of looks like... Um, so he, it makes him enticing. Yeah, he could be a Burke. Um, it's like dad's mustache on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately... Um, between moving around all the time because of these disappearances and also these poisons, uh, these cases of poisoning that keep happening at uh, pharmacies that he's working at. Um, Mudgett constantly moves around and changes his name until finally landing on moving to Chicago and going with the name Henry Howard Holmes, H.H. Holmes. So Mudgett constantly changes his name. And just before moving, Holmes claims that uh, Clara, his wife, has dishonored their marriage and he divorces her for infidelity. All right? She never finds out about this. I heard she, that. Yeah, she literally never realized that she's been divorced. She just never hears from him again, thank God. Because if you did... The, the divorce never went through, though. So technically, so technically they never they got were divorced. married? Yep. Oh. Yeah, they were married. They were formally married, but they were technically never divorced. So this is where he becomes what's known as a bigamist. So he has multiple marriages going on at the same time. And he so, filed for the divorce after already marrying someone else. Yep. He uh, he married a woman named uh, Myrta Belknap, and the two would have a daughter together. Okay, so keep in mind that there's enough people alive right now that are direct descendants of H.H. H. Holmes. Really? Absolutely 1,000% right. They don't want right. to be known. <laughs> yeah, they changed their last name to something uh, you know less uh, offensive like uh, Bundy or Manson. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, 
Yeah, Holmes uh, married this woman, Murda, and then uh, Holmes is a bigamist because he not only does he marry this woman, Murda Belknap, but a few years later, he marries another woman named Georgiana Yoke out in Denver while he's still married to both Murda and Clara. So I'm not married. I'm still here. Three wives. Married. First marriage, 1878. Second marriage, 1886. Last marriage, 1894. Well, you know, in the time before social media, no one could look them up on Facebook or anything like that. Yeah, you can't lie about it. You ever notice that too? If you're trying to, like, I was never a guy that lied to girls or anything, but I had friends that would tell these fantastical stories. I'm a Coast Guard pilot. And be like, oh, that's weird. Why do you have a beard? Oh, they're very lax in the Coast Guard. You know? Always something stupid that way. Now they can just Google you. You're like, oh, that's weird. It doesn't say any of this on your Instagram or your Facebook or anything. Imagine if they looked up H.H. H. Holmes. Oh, he has uh, two other wives, uh, some 20 uh, odd people. Disappear and, and now like, history with social media. <laughs> he seems like a nice guy, but uh, what's all these pictures of you posing with dead bodies playing poker? <laughs> That's weird. So, again, uh, now the Holton family is a family that Holmes worked for in Chicago. Now, the the tall tale version of H.H. E. Holmes is that he uh, murdered the uh, wife and then the husband and took over the business. That is not true. That's proven fabrications. They actually thought he was a hard worker and they liked him. They wound up selling the business to him. Holmes is a very busy man. He's a hard worker. Uh, his business is thriving and his three-story hotel is including rooms for rent and active storefronts. Uh, all these renovations he's working on, it's nearly complete, okay? Holmes hired and fired three different crews to keep his design secret. Carrie, you always liked um, Egypt and the pharaohs, right? Yes. So didn't you always think it was kind of messed up that uh, – they would bury the people who are digging the tomb and creating this nice tomb that the the pharaoh would, you know, die and be buried in, and then get buried with his workers. A little bit. It always felt like they got the shaft, right? Yeah. So, kind of a similar thing here too is that uh, you know they don't say anything really about the, the the workers disappearing, but he makes sure that none of them are uh, involved, if you will, so that um, they can't really tell exactly what he's doing. This is a house of horror that he's building. All right? Slightly. Um, Here's a couple of the weird designs, Kahuna, if you're ready for this. Oh, I'm ready. The hotel has drop hatches in most rooms that lead to a chute that goes straight into the basement where Holmes kept acid vats, lime baths, dissection tables, and other means of dissection and dismemberment. So what would happen is— And also a so cre- he was crematorium jigsaw. down there. He, yeah. What were you saying, Karen? A crematorium down there, he too. He had a crematorium as well, yeah. So— uh, Oh, it's nice and warm in this house. Uh, what is it? Is it does gas heated? <laughs> Actually, oddly enough, uh, we accidentally stumbled on the last thing that he would do. He would have gas pipes that would be leading into um, the rooms that would be intentionally broken so that the gas would fill the room and he could asphyxiate the victims. Through the vents. So, Found this really yeah. cool picture. Kuna, uh, I love this. I'm going to put that up on the Instagram. Uh, what like a creepy. looks like it clue. Yeah. Yeah, this really is a creepy thing here, man. So it's a three-story hellhole. Um, these main rooms are no picnic either. There's uh, secret partitions, peepholes for viewing so that Holmes could keep an eye on somebody. He could literally asphyxiate them at will. So what he would do if he wanted to kill you and you were staying in his hotel, which, by the way, he made sure to uh, loan out to um, all sorts of people in order to uh, – he would advertise, oh, if you're a single woman, uh, you know, Come on down and stay in my room here. It's a very safe hotel for you, and I hear it's owned by a handsome single doctor. <laughs> Is that the advertisement on Airbnb? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very cool on that one. So here's what would happen. Um, there would be these uh, hidden staircases that he could move around, and then he would uh, spy on you. Then he would asphyxiate you uh, by putting gas into your room while you're you know sleeping. Uh, then he would you know, drop the floor, he'd hit like a little panel, and then the door, the floor would open up, you'd go down a chute, which would then drop you right down into the basement, you'd pretty much land on like his dissection table, he'd take you apart, he would sell your organs on the black market, maybe do whatever else he wanted to with your body, and then dispose of you uh, by putting you into the acid bath, he could then either sell your skeleton to science, okay, or sell you to, you know, be experimented on further from there, or uh, a lot of times what he would do, I thought this was interesting, if you were a longtime boarder at his house, what he would do is he would say, hey, you got to have life insurance, right? You know, it's important to have life insurance. And they would say, oh, I can't afford, you know, this monthly payment for life insurance. He goes, I'll tell you what, it's important that you have this. So what I want you to do is go get life insurance. I'll pay your monthly premium, okay, as long as you're staying here because I want to make sure you're taken care of. 
Uh, just name me as your beneficiary. So if anything happens, you can pay me back. But this way you have life insurance and your family's taken care of. And then he'd kill these women and he would get the money. Kind of sounds like the Sweeney Todd, but not the barber. Definitely a Sweeney Todd vibe. So, um, oh, oh, hell no. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> as, uh, as Kahuna has once uh, told us, he just pulled up something now that you can escape H.H. Holmes' murder castle in a virtual reality. It is uh, navigate a booby-trapped hotel while evading the devil in the white city in this horrifying VR game. As uh, That's what I'm going to start doing on my days off. Yeah. As Kahuna has once said, uh, that's some white people shit. <laughs> so, oh, no. Yeah, I would not be looking to do that. That's, uh, that's a little intense for me. Um, oh, so, my God. Anyway, um, he is literally just a horrifying human being here. So He well, sounds like a peach. Yeah, he's a good guy. Definitely a Scorpio. Um, but... Uh, Holmes claimed that this hotel, by the way, because these and all these like things, these were found. This isn't like fabrications. This isn't tall tales. These hidden passageways and acid vats and human remains were all found in the hotel after it eventually got searched because finally he gets brought to justice, but clearly not soon enough. So um, Holmes claimed the hotel was built in order to profit off of the 1893 World's Fair, which Chicago had been lucky enough to get uh, the privilege of hosting. So between May and October of that year... They realized there was going to be all these people coming in here. Holmes claimed victims almost as he pleased because he opened up his hotel to allow women to come through, most of them young women. That's who he wanted. The true amount of murders he committed by Holmes, uh, it, it's still in question, Kerr. Probably because of all the passer throughs yes. for the World's Fair. It is how people would come into that hotel and then disappear and never be seen again. Okay, so it was uh, they check in, but they don't check out kind of a thing. Oh, he was the first Bates Motel. Yeah, essentially. Oh, God. There's, an again, another thing, too, where they there is um, there is people taking uh, homage to him, if you will, in almost every horror movie, because this guy is terrifying. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, a lot of that in there uh, as well. A lot of seen, Hannibal. Uh, some American Psycho stuff in there yeah. as well, too. And he seems so normal. Yeah, uh, he's just a pharmacist, just a handsome young doctor. Just you know, don't ignore my three wives. Not a not a movie monster, but very. Uh, what the hell is that motherfucker's name? They just made a movie about Ted, very Ted Bundy, yeah. very normal. Yep. Oh God! Uh, and again, women loved him. So uh, again, ladies, you. <laughs> He's probably tall. That's really what it boils down to. He was to. tall and he was a Taurus. It was yeah. a stash. <laughs> he was a tall man and he was wealthy. And uh, unfortunately, women uh, tend to flock towards that. And a lot of these women, they got murdered. It was so, the mustache. Uh, definitely the mustache. Now, uh, the true amount of murders, like we said, is never actually determined. It is possible during this time frame that Holmes murdered over 200 people. But again, he lies a lot, so... He does lie a lot. Never actually know. But now these initial murders that kind of get a little bit crazy here. Like we said, he's got the long-term borders that he's pulling these scams on. But Holmes has a right-hand man, okay? So when uh, he has a woman come into the hotel, he tends to kill them, okay? He also tends to kind of get romantically involved with them first, though. So he's really um, – he, he's kind of a he's, – he's deadly prey, all right? What year are we up to right now in this man's uh... – because well, this is... he goes on during the 1890s, so it's uh, he is all this is being set up for the 1893 uh, Chicago World's Fair. So this is kind of the time from here. So you're in a uh, industrial revolution, America. Okay, the modern marvels of the time. You have the uh, the Panic of 1893. It's going on here. So we've covered this in other uh, episodes for. Uh, to try to establish the zeitgeist, of you, which is good. we got to do that. No, I get you completely because I'm just reading. Well, I'm also pulling up information while you're doing it because it's crazy. I've read about this dude before, and it's wild how much is starting to come back. But I just had a really funny thought based on when the cops came to his hotel to look at, to to like inve- to, uh, to investigate it, to inspect it. And I'm like, can you imagine being the first cops on the on that scene to see that fucking that that place? It's uh, like the, I would just nope the fuck out of there. Like at the, I'm not a cop no more. Goodbye. See you later. Yeah, that's a kind of place that you don't go into unless you have backup that knows exactly where you are. There's no Matthew McConaughey, Woody Harrelson. Well, let's take down the Yellow King by ourselves right now. <laughs> Season one, True Detective, best thing oh on TV. Um, but. Uh, 
Holmes has a right-hand man in all these schemes. The guy started off as a boarder in his house that he kind of realized had a bit of a criminal past. The guy's name is uh, uh, Benjamin Peitzel. Okay, we're going to call him Peitzel. Maybe it's Petzel. I don't know. Peitzel is what I'm going to call him. I can't him. pronounce it either. Yeah, so stupid Germans. Um, sorry. Sorry to our listeners in uh, Germany. I don't think we have any. Mm. But Now we don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um Peitzel helped Holmes with extorting and swindling his guests out of their life insurances because what they would do is they'd create a fake name sometimes or these different aliases the guys would use. They were pretty clever guys. Um, other times these people would even gift properties of theirs to Holmes. That uh, Holmes was a good-looking man. He would often strike up these romances with the married women who were staying at the hotel. Among his early victims are Julia Smith and uh, her daughter Pearl. Uh, Carrie, you ever been cheated on? Yes. What do you want to do to that person? Um, you know, just uh, run of the mill, kind of slap them across the face, beat them up, kick their ass. I don't think I'd go any further than that, though. Right, but you sit there and you, like it to me. I would be like, well, I hope you're happy. If you want him over me, that's then I hope you're happy. That's what I'd walk away from with. I mean, um, I would say I hope you you're happy with her over you over so, me, but you know. Well, this family uh, comes in to stay. Over at the hotel, and uh, the wife winds up, uh, Julia Smith, uh, leaves her husband in order to be with Holmes. And Holmes, you know, is sitting there, and he goes, yeah, I can make you happy. You know, I want to raise your daughter with you. You should really get custody of her. And the husband is disgusted and oh, leaves. Oh, so he was a fuck boy. A little bit. Okay. A little okay. bit. You hadn't caught that by now? Oh, no. Well, I was starting to catch on to it, but then when he framed it like that, I was like, yeah, he's that dude. He's that, he's that, oh, I love you, baby. We're going to be together forever type motherfucker. Before and, I uh, snap your neck. Yeah. And as soon, <laughs> as soon as he, uh, the husband leaves and goes, well, I hope you're happy with him. You made your choice. I'll make mine. Kills her. You're going to get something for what you did to me. And then boom, A.J. Holmes kills her and her daughter. They're never seen again. Okay. Jesus. Uh, other people he murders, uh, Edna Van Tassel, who uh, just... I. From Sleepy Hollow? Sounds like a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> She's also never seen again after courting Holmes. And then finally, Emmeline Sigrand disappears after her romance with Holmes. So he's like the opposite of good luck, Chuck. Wait, All so right. maybe they want to break up with him and he's like, nah, you're not going anywhere. Well, I wonder. Or they're just, maybe they get too serious. They're like, hey, um, you ever thought about letting me redecorate here? Um, listen, bitch, I got a lot of shit going on in this hotel. What's uh, behind this wall? Have, yeah, have, why don't you take a look downstairs and tell me what you want to do with the basement? Oh, I'd love to see the... <laughs> and I noticed the Febreze, automatic Febreze thing spraying out some kind of gas. Yeah, uh, gross stuff here. It smelled so, a little funky, though. Yeah, you stay in this room. Tell me how you want to redecorate. But uh, it was uh, it was pretty interesting. Uh, so this uh, Peitzel guy is helping him out with all this stuff. He's pulling all these... Uh, these cons on people. Um, he's literally selling their bodies on the black market uh, and then also cashing in insurances. I mean, he's making money off murder. He is. This is murder for profit. Okay. At least he found a way to do it, though. It, it is clever. You have to give him that. But uh, the insurance company starts getting a little suspicious of him after a while, too. As Well, they should. But most people murder people and then... Wow, you know, bury the them, hide their bodies. Yeah. <laughs> We're giving him a lot of credit here, but he went to the same insurance company every fucking time. I mean, he's not... He's smart, but he's not that smart. smart. Well, I don't know how many insurance companies there were at the time either, but I thought this was worth noting. So the one uh, big victim of his is a former actress, Minnie Williams. So one time she was... There, so you got to imagine she was pretty good-looking. Okay. So Minnie Williams and her sister Nan have both written correspondence because uh, Minnie Williams actually took up a job working for H.H. Holmes. She was a, a personal stenographer to him, okay? So uh, they're very close. They strike up this relationship. And the sister Nan actually says that they plan to accompany Brother Harry, that's what they're calling him, H.H. Holmes' Brother Harry, on a European trip. Uh, this is, of course, after they sign over their real estate in Texas to an alias used by Holmes. Neither Nan nor Minnie are ever seen again. So, do, 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 do. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, uh, like Capone after him in Chicago, Holmes deserved to be in jail, but was only uh, minorly inconvenienced when he was arrested for swindling a horse sale. He took some horses uh, that he stole, I guess, from Texas and sold them up in St. Louis. And it's very weird because what do they always say about Texas, Kahuna? 
eat as much barbecue as you possibly can. And don't mess with Texas. That's right. So, yeah, you can murder a woman in Chicago, but don't mess with Texas. You stole a man's horse in Texas. you got to pay for that. So I love Texas. I've never been to Texas, but I love it. I can't explain it. I've never been either, and I've, I, I'm, the, I'm in the same boat. My you have mom, a fast like because there's certain states that have a big personality. Jersey has a big personality. Um, Texas so big personality. Yeah. No, because here's the thing: everybody wants to shit on Jersey all the time. We know it's actually quietly a great state. Our government's a little screwed. We up. won't. We won't admit it. We won't admit it, but we like it. Oh yeah, that's the <laughs> whole thing. I mean, come on, man. Yesterday was the 25th anniversary of Clerks. You know what it is, baby. So facts. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Yeah, because of that movie, Mike and Ming know each other. Isn't that wild? Oh man, that yeah. is fucking crazy. Uh, we're because all here of because them. of that movie. Yeah, it's wild. Um, but uh, yeah, Jersey's got an attitude, uh, and freaking you know, Chicago is always hilarious too because uh, Illinois is like we're more than just Chicago. And no, then Colin Quinn goes, are you? You're really not. And that's brutal. That's <laughs> Florida's got a big personality. California's got a big personality. There's a couple other states out there, but Texas is pretty badass, so you don't mess with Texas. Yeah. We have a lot of listeners in Texas, so I hope you guys appreciate that. Um, he gets uh, thrown in jail with a guy by the name of uh, Marion Hedgepeth. So interesting name. This guy, is, he was known as the Debonair Bandit, by the way. What a good nickname. I thought that was H.H. H. Holmes. No, he uh, seems very debonair. He is. He does seem very debonair. But this guy was uh, Marion Hedgepeth. Was he was kind of a, a wild, wild west outlaw, but he wasn't like a violent, violent criminal, right? But he was a handsome guy. He was like, he was like, excuse me, ma'am, if you don't mind, I'm gonna put my hand in your, uh, you know, purse and just take out whatever I want. Is that okay with you, ma'am? You have a great day now. Oh, of course. They'd be like, he was, he did steal from us, but he was so pleasant. Wonder how much you would make being like a door to door salesman with that then. You would think, but it is what it is on that. So uh, now the two get uh, their cellmates together, and they concoct this scheme. Well, what's going to happen is Holmes is going to fake his own death now. So he's been faking other people's death for a long time, right? But now Holmes is going to fake his own death, and then uh, the two of them are going to collect the life insurance money together with Hedgepeth acting as the beneficiary. So once Holmes gets out of jail, he attempts the hoax, but the insurance company starts to get suspicious of Holmes's uh, quote, luck. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they're getting a little nervous about old H.H. H. Holmes here. You know, it's very weird that he died suddenly now, and he's worth all this money, too. So they uh, they kind of give him a hard time. to die? Uh, essentially, yes, Care. That's uh, unfortunately what we're going for here. And I don't consider that very lucky. Me neither. Um, what I thought was uh, worth noting here, though, is that this is where the story, it goes from unfortunate to, like, truly horrifying. Realizing the hoax won't work on himself... Uh, Holmes betrays Hedgepeth and decides he's going to pull the same scam, but now with his old partner, uh, Peitzel, okay, Benjamin Peitzel. During this plan, in order to ensure that it works, Holmes murders Peitzel. Peitzel's like, yeah, we're going to fake my death, right, boss? Yeah, yeah that's it. We're going we're to fake your death. That's all that's going to happen Now here. hold still while I put this axe in your neck. Exactly. Now just make sure we want this to work out nicely here. So <laughs> now there's some rumors that go around how it all kind of worked. But one thing that was said to have uh, gone down was that uh, he chloroformed Peitzel and uh, was you know, kind of choking him out with a chloroform-filled rag and that Peitzel was still alive, just unconscious, when Holmes burned him to death. Maybe he just said, oh, this rag smells weird. Can you smell it for exactly. me? <laughs> hey, does this rag smell like chloroform? Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, apparently uh, Holmes said he has himself stated that he believed that Peitzel was still alive when he was burning him. I mean, because that's not twisted. Yeah. A uh, little bit uh, of a... Yeah, I killed that Peitzel, too. I totally oh. thought he was alive first, though. Well, uh, My bad. Peitzel dies. Um, he's the first you know, uh, victim of this, this current scam here in order to make sure that uh, you know, Holmes is able to collect on the insurance here. But Holmes is about as brutal as they get. Holmes then goes to Peitzel's wife and manipulates her into allowing three of her five children to accompany him on a trip for their own safety. Okay. Makes Does, perfect sense. Doesn't tell him that Mr. Peitzel's dead, just says, hey, I know how to save Mr. Peitzel, but you have to trust me. You have to give me three of your kids. So I'll let you keep the baby and the oldest. Okay, you can keep them, Mrs. Peitzel, but you're going to go to this location. You're going to stay at this hotel. I'm going to keep your three other kids safe. Okay. And uh, Mrs. Peitzel kind of begrudgingly agrees. 
and uh, they get taken away. Uh, they get put on a different path, but they're always kept nearby by homes. In fact, at one point on this trip all throughout the Northwest, they go into Canada for a little bit too. Um, but in Detroit, uh, at one time, they're staying within like three blocks of each other, but they don't know it. So this mother does not know that uh, her kids are three blocks away. You know, like she's got her oldest and the baby, and then three middle kids, two daughters and a son, are being kept by H.H. Uh, H. Holmes uh, just a few blocks away over here in Detroit. And at the same time, he was staying at another location with his, with at his that wife. time, wife. This is bizarro land, pure evil, Mrs. Doubtfire. That, that's where he's like, got three dinner plans. He goes, oh, I got I to gotta stop by this uh, Mrs. Peitzel and make sure that she's still afraid of me and thinks that I'm going to kill her kids. Then I have to make sure the kids think I'm going to kill them. Then I got to spend a little time with the wife. <laughs> I mean, some people have a hard time leading a double life. Imagine a triple life going on. You got to be a sociopath to and pull And all it off. within a couple blocks of each other. Absolutely. Now, um, this is where uh, it starts to get pretty evil. Um Oh, Wait, like it wasn't, wasn't already? already? Yeah, <laughs> at, at first he's actually just a hard luck kind of a guy. Um, it's hard not like for <laughs> me. I'm pretty freaking awesome, you see. So uh, our boy Holmes takes the two Peitzel daughters, uh, strips them down naked, puts them into a trunk that he then drills a hole in the top of and puts a tube into the top of the trunk and then gasses the girls to death. Did they go involuntarily? Would you ever, I mean, I, you can say voluntarily, but I mean, it's one of those things where it's, if you're a young kid and there's an adult screaming at you, you kind of just do what they say. Take your clothes off and hop in a trunk? In the 1890s, care To take off your clothes and hop in a trunk? I, I don't know. We, we, we got you to do some dumb shit as kids. Uh, that's true. <laughs> um, but uh, he gets the two girls into the trunk, gasses them to death, they die, and he then buries them in the trunk. Okay. Uh, in Toronto. Yes, in Canada. So, uh, oh, Canada. Their bodies are unfortunately found uh, a few weeks later by a Philadelphia police detective named Frank Geyer, who had been hot on Holmes's trail. Okay. Geyer describes the discovery of the girl's remains as one of the most awful images he's ever seen. And this guy was a Philly cop, all right? They eat horse shit. When they win the Super Bowl, imagine what they do when the Eagles lose. Um, but uh, yeah, it's brutal, dude. It really is. It's um, it's an awful scene to see, and it has a huge effect on Geyer because uh, he said that the smell just kept getting worse and worse the closer they got to pulling the, the trunk out. This is a dark episode, guys. This is a Halloween episode. This is what you people wanted. So now... Um, Unfortunately, it doesn't uh, get much nicer from there. Uh, Geyer then finds the remains of the third Peitzel child. Okay, and keep in mind, Holmes kept correspondence correspondence with Mrs. Peitzel during this time, and was describing to her how well the kids are doing and all this other stuff, and everything's fine. We're all having a great time over here. They've been very quiet this yep. whole time. Uh, so finally, he uh, he drugs and cuts up into pieces the uh, the last Peitzel boy. Okay, and his remains are burned, and his uh, parts of his bones and teeth are found in the chimney and in the fireplace in a cottage at a home rented by H.H. H. Holmes, found by Frank Geyer again, this time in Indianapolis. Frank Geyer seems like an unlucky guy. Well, he's the only one going after him at this point, too. Which is amazing, considering the whole murder castle and... yeah. Well, it's, it's dark because as soon as they start to realize this stuff, they, they begin to uh, investigate here. Holmes is finally arrested, thank God, in Boston after having been tailed by Pinkerton agents from Philadelphia. Okay. The Pinkerton's pretty cool detective agency here. So a um, little bit corrupt at times, uh, but definitely these are serious guys. And like you mentioned before with Capone, he got nabbed on a theft charge from Texas. Right. So this is the idea that it's uh, you can't be stealing horses. You know, murder who you please, but don't steal a horse from a man in Texas. Right. So the uh, Pinkerton agents are hot on his tailor. The agents received a tip. Want to guess where from? Peitzel? Marion Hedgepeth, the guy he betrayed right. in prison. Because he, he never paid him. So in exchange for that information, Marion Hedgepeth gets released and gets exonerated. He's now a free man. So the debonair bandit is back out on the streets. All right. I know uh, someone worse than me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, H.H. Uh, is arrested, tried, found guilty, and sentenced to death for the murder of Benjamin Peitzel. All right, his elaborate murder castle is now searched by authorities, 
one of the original searches that came through here was a furniture company that Holmes hadn't paid. So imagine you work for Ikea, Kahuna, <laughs> and someone from Rent-A-Center <laughs> sends you because someone from Rent-A-Center is uh, a little bit late on one of their payments. And you have to go uh, repossess a flat screen TV. And as soon as you walk into the place, you're like, huh, um, why is there a vat of acid out here next to this dissection table? You know what? This guy's got a lot bigger problems than just being late on a flat screen payment. I'm going to let this one slide. Now I'm going to start paying all my bills on time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want anyone coming to my house. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, they find. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, that was subtly the darkest joke we've had on this show. You're welcome. But, uh, Good God. Crystal, if you're listening, please contact the authorities. Let us know you're safe. <laughs> um, now, uh, I thought this was worth noting here. So, um, Holmes admits to, because uh, not for nothing, they, they do search this house. I should finish that thought up. And they find the secret passageways, the severed gas lines. Stairways uh, leading nowhere. Stairways that lead nowhere. Uh, hidden passages, peepholes, chutes that drop you down to the basement. Rooms with no windows. And all these remains of bodies in the basement. So this is about as evil as it gets. At least he wasn't making pies with them, though. Yet. We don't know what he was gotten into. Yeah, there was time. There was time. So uh, they go ahead. He's arrested now. And as soon as he's arrested, uh, Holmes admits he's waiting the death penalty. All right, he's going to be executed. He knows that. And he admits to 28 other murders. But more evidence suggests that, like we said earlier, Holmes could have possibly killed up to 200 people. But again, some of those confessed murders, some of those people are still alive. A couple of them. But at the same time, you're just showing what a batshit crazy guy he is. He actually talks in his own writings about how his face is continuing to change. He thinks that he's actually the beast incarnate. He thinks he's resembling Satan. Satan. Yeah, he goes, I look like Satan, you know. And it's uh, it's pretty dark stuff, man. So um, Holmes requests that he be buried ten feet deep because normally you get buried six feet under, right? He requests ten feet deep and to be placed uh, under concrete. So what's even more twisted about that, before he dies, he sells his story to a newspaper. Yep. Oh, good. Keep going. Keep that, going. That pays him, uh, back then, $7,500, which would be $226,000 today. <laughs> so here's $226,000. Lie to us about how many people you actually murdered. Wow. Well, it's almost like, did you wow. see, did you ever watch The Iceman Cometh? No. Okay. It was an HBO documentary on Richard Kuklinski, who was... Uh, he's he's uh, since passed away, but he was the Iceman. He was uh, the most notorious mafia hitman. Uh, he's an interesting possibly guy. in history. Yeah, nice New Jersey fella too. Right. Um, nice Jersey City, I think deal. he grew up in. Um, killed over 125 people. But what they did is that they they got him a little drunk and let him talk for this uh, HBO documentary. And it's the creepiest thing because he's like, oh yeah, you know what I used to do? I used to drug a guy. I'd pretend I was drunk. I'd go to a gay club and get really close to some guy, and then I'd stab with an ice pick. I'd freeze their body so they'd never – like that's the level of comfort these guys have in talking. So I'm glad you brought that up, Kara, because Holmes is – he's almost – he's definitely tortured. He knows he's an evil man. He believes he's you know a product of Satan himself. He thinks but, he is Satan at well that be. point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's also enjoying a little bit of the the fame that's coming with this. Hence probably why he's claiming he killed more people than he did. I mean, he profited off the murder, tried to profit off the murders in the first place with the insurance scam. So oh, why yeah. not try one last time to profit off of yeah, it? Yeah, total sociopath. But the reason he wants to be buried 10 feet deep and under concrete is so that his grave cannot be raided by grave robbers. Because he's afraid that they're going to dig him up and dissect him. And he goes, oh, I don't want anybody dissecting me. I mean, I dissected over 200 people. But, right. I mean, I don't want anybody dissecting me. That's just rude. So, um, And his brain's which, in a jar in the local museum. <laughs> ironically, they wind up doing at some point. Are you serious? In 2017. Yes, we're, we're going to get to that in a second. Wait, um, what? Wait, wait for it. Wait for it. It's so worth it. Um, I found a possible Jersey tie-in. Oh, uh, there's, there's definitely a couple. But... Um, it, it's uh, is yours about the Edison wax cylinders? No, uh, a couple in I forgot what town it was. In 2017, was going through an old trunk in their family house. This is a very loose Jersey town. They found another and they body. Found, no, they found uh, a Bible signed by him. Whoa! Yeah, they found his his personal Bible. He owned a Bible. Or yeah, yes. exactly. H. H. Holmes's Bible. It what? Didn't, it didn't just spark up in flames. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, 
Um, oh no, uh, something. There's another Jersey tie-in as well in a second. Here, I'll get to. But um, maybe it's a Horcrux. Well, he also uh, claimed I never saw Harry Potter, so uh, I, I only I recently found out what that, that means. Um, so yeah, uh, I'll any, explain it to you after. any girls out there who uh, want to sit down with a man who's never watched Harry Potter before and explain it to me, if you uh, if you feel like doing it, DM me. All right. Um, that being said, they probably would have until you said if you would have done me. Uh, that's why I got to creep man at the very oh, end yeah, here. All right, because I'm the opposite of H.H. H. Holmes. I just want to be man. good to women. Okay. You got the stash going. It's it's coming in okay. You know, it's not great, but it is what it is. Um, now we were talking about how his face was changing. All right, so people started to notice that a little bit. They thought maybe there was a potential chance that maybe Holmes maybe he, they didn't get the right guy. Right. Is there a chance that somebody swapped out? Is there a body double in here? But. You never know with him, honestly. It's true. It's that creepy. Now, Holmes is hung in Philadelphia on May 7th, 1896. And sadly, it takes him, what, 20 minutes to die? Yeah. Now, when you get hung, your neck's supposed to snap right away and you die. His neck did not snap. And they sat there and they watched him struggle for about 15 to 20 minutes as the life finally left his body. So sad. It, it, it's th- That's that gruesome thing that made them create the electric chair. Because if you didn't die right away when the... the ne- now, this was the electric chair prequel? A little Surprise bit. prequel! A little <laughs> bit. So, Kahuna, you're a big guy, uh, yeah. and I'm a, a, we're both thick-necked dudes. Mm-hmm. So we potentially... They call us Flintstone characters. <laughs> we potentially might not die right away from it because we have thick... Ne- and if, if you flex your neck, which, by the way, in the Navy, uh, the way that they measure your body fat percentage is they subtract your... Uh, they measure your waist... And they measure your neck, and they subtract your neck from your waist, and that's your body fat percentage. So if you wanted to, if you were good at it, what you do is you move your head back a little bit, and then you'd get a couple extra inches on your neck. So I used to have to cheat on that all the time, yeah. I didn't um, know you had a neck. I don't, but that's the thing. If you put a tape measure around it, it yeah, counts all the same. That's a <laughs> yabba-dabba-doo. Um, but so uh, his neck does not snap, and he sits there and twitches and chokes to death for a full 10 minutes. Okay. And then the crazy thing is, did uh, what happened to his murder castle, was that after he was killed or executed, or was that before? Well, there was a guy named uh, Quinlan, uh, or uh, Quinlan, depending on how you want to pronounce it, who was the keeper of the, the murder castle, if you will. Mm-hmm. And they say that his family talked about all the time how haunted he was by this. There's no there's no knowing that he was actually involved in the murders. They They don't believe that he was, but he definitely knew something creepy was going on there. I mean, and how could you not? He was haunted by the memories of the house and what had gone on over there. Uh, and he actually committed suicide. And uh, I think his final words were uh, something along the lines of like, uh, I, I can no longer sleep. I can't live with what I, you know. That's what he wrote down. Yeah. And he killed himself. He, with he, strychnine. Yeah. Was, took strychnine and poisoned himself to death. So gross shit. Um, now, here's uh, the things that I thought was interesting. Marion Hedgepeth, a few years later, who finally got off the hook for you know, betraying uh, gets shot and killed in a Chicago saloon stick-up. Yep. Okay, so uh, he doesn't really make good with his second chance either. A um, couple of weird things before we get to that last conspiracy theory. So in 1995, this fucking hipster, a uh, hipster-type guy, decides he wants to buy a uh, Edison wax cylinder recording. So Thomas Alva Edison, the uh, the wizard of Menlo Park, a Jersey boy, had invented these wax cylinders you could put these recordings on. What year was this again? The, the, the one it's found is 1995. Okay. So this guy's sitting there, and he thinks he bought, like, these old show tunes, you know what I mean, from, like, the, the vaudeville-type era. And he's sitting there, you know, hearing, like, the... Uh, and then a voice comes over, one of the wax cylinders, and says, I only regret one of my killings. Of all the killings I have, I only regret... The killing of Minnie Williams because she was the woman I loved. This guy had the audio recordings on a wax cylinder of H.H. Holmes confessing to all 200 murders. So he was the predecessor to Ted Bundy. Yep. So pretty creepy. Imagine just sitting there and listening to music and all of a sudden your wax cylinder that's playing, you know, happy kind of jazz music. Not jazz. Happy vaudeville music. Yeah, happy vaudeville music. I killed Minnie Williams. Do you want to play a game? 
<laughs> so it gets creepy fast, man. But this this guy. Can you imagine being hell? in that moment and react and having that oh, happen? Oh, I'd first, freak out. Yeah, the first time I would lose my mind. But this guy has it on there, and one of the things that uh, was audio recorded on this wax cylinder that this guy heard and then produced as you know it, it opened up the mystery all over again. He loved Minnie Williams. That's the only murder that he regrets taking part in. How did the wax cylinder get to Jersey, though? Uh, well, it was found at like a garage sale. <laughs> yeah, so twenty cents so, for that. Yeah, so this hipster type guy is buying this thing, same way that an H. H. Holmes signed Bible is going to show up too. Oh so God. it's very creepy stuff here. But uh, that's the guy who found out. So Minnie Williams, he regretted killing her because he said that he actually felt like that that he did love her. Yeah, but how? How did that? Like, how did the wax cylinder even get made? Well, like, uh, well, no, that was done as a recording when he was in prison awaiting death. Also, so as part of what Carrie was saying earlier with that newspaper story, they probably had someone come in there and do a recording of it. So that got it, him covered. Ironically, wow. similar to what happened with Ted Bundy. Yes, very they secretly similar. recorded him. Yeah. Um, now, as we uh, we finish up over here, because we're going to wrap up shortly, this is a gross, creepy story, and uh, we're not doing too too much more. I did want to give you guys some little bit of creepy Halloween content, but I didn't want this to be the only thing you heard. I didn't want you sitting there ruminating on this all week, so we're going to give you uh, two episodes are coming out this week before I go on my little uh, hunting trip into the woods. But um, a long conspiracy theory that Kerry kind of stated earlier. What do you know about the conspiracy theory off the top of your head? Uh, that they weren't sure because of how much he lied and, like you said, cha- he thought his face was changing. They weren't sure if they had actually killed the real H.H. H. Holmes. And it had been debated for a long time. In 2017, they finally decided, all right, well... Uh, well there's another one part I wanted to hit before you say that. There was a theory that... H.H. H. Holmes might have been, because he disappeared for a couple of years, there was a theory that he might have been Jack the Ripper. I didn't hear that one. Yeah. So they call him, the, the title they actually give him is the American Ripper. But there was the idea that he could potentially have been Jack the Ripper and or vice versa. Jack the Ripper could have been him. So it's a nice creepy little story over here. It's been proven false. Yeah, it's been largely proven false. Mostly because they've done a lot of research into Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper being a fascinating topic in and of itself, however yes. not American. So um, now H.H. H. Holmes, like you were saying here, in 2017, they do what, Carrie? They exhume his cement entombed body and using his teeth prove... It's him. It's him. Because they thought he fled, right? Uh, well, they didn't know if it was actually him or not. Well, what did they find? Because there was the cement, and he was 10 feet deep. So that's a full oh, right. four feet deeper. So what did they find when they opened up his tomb? So because he was encased in the cement, his suit and mustache were fully intact. So the clothes he's wearing that he was he was buried in are uh, still intact, and uh, on his skeleton is laying this mustache. Shut the hell up. Yep. I, so, don't, I don't want to look this up. And there is one of the creepiest things. There. And then he, his body was buried. Now get this. This is important. Okay. Oh, why did I look at that? This part is important. This is the part Please we're going to send people home on. Pull up a picture of it. I like. I I wanted to look up a news article to see to like read it. And, and, you, and you there saw was the, the photo? picture. So you and, saw and the how picture. How is it not on there? Kahuna, I'm going to tell you something real quickly. You ready? My phone. Well, you ready? What? Yes. Here is the last Jersey connection. Okay. The body was then buried upside down in an Indian burial ground in Howell, New Jersey. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was not buried in Howell, New Jersey. Um, Marlboro. I, I wanted, uh, yeah, I wanted him to think that it was underneath his window. That tonight, you know, he's just gonna hear a tapping at the window, and it's just H. H. Holmes. Kahuna, would you like to stay at my hotel? Do you know where Kahuna lives? Because we can make that happen. It's potential. <laughs> but uh, we're going to wrap this one up here, guys. Carrie, thank you so much for coming back in. Uh, this, this is going to be a creepy episode. It's going to come out very soon. This uh, is one of the first times I've been genuinely creeped out. Yeah, I'm American upset. I, I did like, not like I, this one either. Um, like, It's not like I didn't enjoy it in a sick oh, sense, yeah. but like, I'm, I'm uncomfortable. There's I'm no win on this one. No. Yeah. This is a... Oh my God! This is a loser in every sense of the word. I'm sitting there. I was like, I can write jokes about this, and then you're like, and he killed all these kids. Um, uh, 
Okay. Sunny days. That's a good thing to go out on, actually. Carrie, what is it? When you're afraid, because th- there's little things I do whenever I get afraid. So I'll give you guys an example, and you guys think of one, and we'll go out on this. When I walk out of uh, my room at night, and I have to walk down the hallway to go to the bathroom, um, and I walk out, uh, I whenever I think I see something that might potentially be a ghost or something I might be afraid of or I don't want to look at, I just flip at the middle finger and walk into the bathroom. <laughs> Okay. Do you think your house is haunted? Or? No, I, I don't. Actually, the Siantis who were here earlier have a legitimate ghost story that creeps me the hell out. Um, I'll tell it real quickly, a bastardized version. Uh, so Mr. Siantis upstairs, and uh, him and uh, Mrs. Sianti are, are sleeping or whatever, and Mr. Sianti uh, wakes up in the middle of the night, and there's a, uh, uh, a Union soldier from the Civil War sitting at the edge of the bed. And uh, yeah, Mr. Sianti's like, like staring at him, he's like, like freaking. He doesn't know what to do, and he goes, he goes, you, you gotta go. You, you gotta like. He doesn't know what to do. He's like panicking, and um, tells the ghost to get out of there. And eventually, the ghost just kind of goes away. And staring then, at and, him. Yeah, and then, but he was freaked out. So Mister C goes downstairs, and he's making coffee. He like can't sleep now the rest of the night. So he said, and in the morning, this is when Aunt was in high school. We, me and him, were first becoming buddies. Aunt walks downstairs like half asleep or whatever, and he just goes. He's sitting there making coffee, and he goes. Um, he goes, he goes, are you okay, Dad? And he goes, he goes, uh, yeah, yeah, I just um, I was freaked out a little bit, man. I saw a, uh, saw a Union soldier in my – I'm sorry, I, I apologize. He goes, uh, I think I saw a, a, a ghost last night in um, the bedroom. And Aunt turns around and goes, was he dressed as a Union soldier? And then uh, Jackie, the other sister, used to hear stuff in the house all the time too. So I am never going in that house again. Oh, my God. Yeah. You want to know something kind of crazy? Talk to me. Kahuna's house is haunted. No I think, shit. I think my house is genuinely haunted. I think it either might be my father or my uncle that passed away before I was no born. No shit. But here's the reason I knew it was my dad. I was working one day, and because in my room, you walk in, the bed is literally in front of you when you open the door, and then you walk to the right, it's my desk. So when I sit at my desk, the door is to the right. Whoa. And my bed is to the to the back wall. So I'm sitting working at my desk. I'm working on music. And all of a sudden, I get that feeling. You know that feeling. Like you're being watched. Yep. And I know my door is closed. And it's late. It's like, it's almost, I didn't realize. It was like 2 a.m. So I'm like, this sucks. Because I hate this. And it's 2 a.m. And I shouldn't be awake in the first place. So then... I get that feeling and I'm just I'm putting my head into the work just because I need to do it or I'm going to just just going to start freaking out and then all of a sudden I hear my bed compress. Oh uh, like, yeah, like I've had that sat on it. And then the only reason I knew it was my dad was because I was working on music and it wasn't a bad vibe. It was it was creepy of course, but like I feel like it was just my dad peeking on what I was working on. I used to get that feeling in my grandparents' house on uh, Grove Street in Montclair. Old house, they'd lived there for, I guess, I don't know, 40-something years at that point. My great-aunt passed away in the house. After that, I was in, what, I was in third, fourth grade when Aunt Arax passed away? So you were in fifth? Yeah, I was in fifth grade. Um, after that, I had to talk myself into running up the stairs to the only bathroom in the house and then running back down because on those stairs I felt this like weird creepy someone's watching you kind of presence. Oh, it was always weird because it was it was definitely a creepy house. And my aunt passed away on the other side of the wall from those stairs. So uh... I always thought it was her, but that house was like he said creepy in general. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff today. It was an old school style house too and it was uh it was very weird, but um yeah, nah, but it was it was kind of crazy too with my pops because I literally stopped what I was doing, and I was like, "Dad, I love you if that's you, but I need to finish this, and you're freaking me out." And then the feeling went away, and the bed uncompressed. Damn. And that's when I was like, "Yeah," because my dad he didn't pass away in the house, but his ashes are there. Okay. So I think that that's probably why I don't am. The only reason sometimes I think it's either him or my uncle's brother is because they're or my uh, my mom's brother, my uncle, that I think it's either one of them is because they were both musical. My mom's brother was a guitar player, and then my dad was who he was. So it was. 
which we've also to this day never said on the show. So I, I, we're going to keep that mystery going. But if you, <laughs> if you know, you know. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, but it was that's that was one of the craziest experiences I've ever had. But. Yeah, well, I believe in that shit. I'm never going to says. Kahuna's house. Now. Yeah, we're not going no, to Kahuna's it's not house. Like, it's not like a bad thing where it's like you, you're you going to look in the corner and see a dark shadow. You never know. It's never like that. You never know. Well, uh, one night I was walking through... Uh, you will hear footsteps, though. That's through. the one thing. Yeah. You will hear footsteps. Especially in old houses, especially when it's cold and everything. Like we were staying at a bed and breakfast in Savannah, me and my ex, and... um there was Isn't these noises. Whole city I, haunted. Yeah, it's one of the most haunted cities in America, and we're hearing these kind of creepy noises and everything like that. And I said, um, I, I, I finally was like freaking out, and I was like, "Hey, if something's there, you better let me know." And then I opened the door, and I heard. Uh, Is there anything more horrifying than teenagers oh. wearing their clothes backwards? Nothing. The pants are in the front. The pockets are in the back. And on that note, this has been another episode. <laughs> <laughs> do your usual. I'm messing around. We had to do something polite to, to get us out of this darkness here. But uh, guys, we're doing some more fun Halloween content for you. Carrie, thank you for being here. Cahoons, thanks for the extra time today. I appreciate you, brother. Thanks for that's, that's a creepy ass story, by the way. But all <laughs> sincerity. Um, but if you like the show, do me a favor. Leave us a written review over on iTunes. Check us out at uh, KP Burke Sucks on Twitter and Instagram, KP Burke on Facebook. I post everything about the episode here. If you subscribe to the show, you got this early. Thank you so much. It means a lot to us. Big, big changes are coming. All good stuff. Let us take care of you guys who have been on the ground floor with us since day one. So just make sure we know who you are. Send us a DM. Talk to us about the show. Leave us a written review on uh, iTunes. These are all the ways we can track that. That being said, I'm going to go watch the Giants hopefully beat the Cardinals. We'll see what happens. Uh, but, guys, that was H.H. Holmes, American Loser. An American Loser the day I was born. An American Loser the day I was born. An American Loser the day I was born.